Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. And this is the question, how do you train focus for high performance? I mean, this is really what's on a lot of people's minds because they can't get things done. They're so distracted. They have this big growing to-do list. And how do they get switched from one thing to another and trying to multitask and then they lose focus, they get out of flow. And so to help you on your way, we have a very special guest. We are actually at an event together. I'm with New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Kotler. Thanks for joining us, Stephen. Thanks for having me, Jim. And uh, as many of you know, Stephen has keynoted our events going back to 2011, he and his partner, Jamie. And uh, they're doing all the research. He's the director of the Flow Genome Project. He's written, what is it, nine books now? Eight. Eight. And uh, can't wait for your ninth, whenever that comes out, because I'm, I'm a big fan. Abundance, which with Peter Diamandis, uh, The Rise of Superman, and his latest book, which one of the most recent books is Stealing Fire, which was a real game changer. Everywhere and I know from my clients in Silicon Valley to the actors that I work with, I've recommended and gifted that book. It's absolutely extraordinary. So thanks for being here, Stephen. We're here sharing the stage and I wanted to talk about focus and flow. And how do you how do you begin? If someone someone's listening here, maybe we could define what flow is and how do you train focus for higher performance? Great question. So we'll start with flow. Flow is technically defined as an optimal state of consciousness. It is a state of consciousness where we feel our best and we perform our best. And there are tons of synonyms, right? People call it runner's higher, being in the zone. Play basketball is being unconscious. The forever box is what stand-up comics call it. Flow is a technical term. And what it really refers to is those moments of rapt attention and total absorption. It's so focused on the task at hand, everything else just disappears. It's a self will vanish. Time will pass strange, a little slow down, it'll speed up, action and awareness will start to emerge. And throughout, all aspects of performance go through the roof, right? And we know, you know, from McKinsey's work, productivity spikes 500% in flow. We know from work done by the Department of Defense that learning accelerates 470% in flow, right? We know from work that we've done at the Flow Genome Project and other people have done some work, someone's done at Harvard, that creativity can spike 400 to 700%. Like, these are huge numbers. These are step functions worth of change. And the reason I mention all this in a conversation about focus is you want to design your brain you want to teach or train your brain how to focus for maximum performance, right? There's a certain way we need to focus for flow. And what I mean by that at a really basic level is a number of years ago, Csikszentmihalyi, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, often called the godfather of flow psychology, chairman of the University of Chicago Psychology Department, and a University of Utah re- researcher named Kevin Rathunde, went looking for the highest flow environments on earth that they could find outside of action sports. What they discovered was Montessori education. And one of the secrets of Montessori education is built around 90 to 120 minute periods of uninterrupted concentration. And it turns out, if you want to maximize flow, 90 to 120 minutes worth of focus is what you need. Um, So the end goal in your life way down the road is A, I can train my brain to be able to really stay hyper-focused for 120 minute blocks. 
B, I can find 120 minute blocks in my life, right? You have to both train your brain and then you have to train your life to fit your high performance needs, right? That's why when we work with organizations, we say you, you can kind of tack flow on and start gaining benefits, but you really need to build your organization around flow, around these principles. So for example, you know, we were talking about this earlier when I work with organizations, I tell them that if you can't hang a sign on your door, you're screwed, you're sunk. So if you are a kind of person, if you work for yourself and you're responding to emails all the time in half an hour and messages in 15 minutes or corporation organization where you have to respond to emails in a half an hour, 50, it's a disaster. You're literally fighting against the very thing the brain needs for focus and concentration. And our focus and concentration sucks. First of all, study after study shows that we don't multitask, right? The brain just doesn't do that. It tasks switched and there's costs. The other thing is, you know, the average person, our ability to focus in these, you know, hyper-stimulated times has shrunk so much that, you know, average goldfish can pay attention for nine seconds. We can do it for eight. So our attention span is less than a goldfish. Most people now online start to get bored if the content lasts more than two minutes. I think it's 37 seconds, right? So that's how we've trained our brain. But it's really elastic, right? We It's very easy to switch this. If you sit down, if you've been watching a lot of television or a lot of YouTube content, a lot of what a TED Talks for that matter, and then you sit down to watch a movie, right? The first 15 to 20 minutes is massively uncomfortable because you're not used to focusing for that part. But at a certain point, you give in, you relax. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, wow, a two hour immersive experience is really pleasant. Who knew, right? Because you go for a longer ride. Well, that's just the brain. That's neuroplasticity, right? Focus is a very easy thing to train. It's why when they do mindfulness studies and they look at how much meditation does it take to actually start improving cognitive performance, including focus, it's only four days, but literally four days, 20 minutes a day of mantra meditation is what they used, uh, was enough to kind of train focus. So when I work with writers, I teach them how I was trained. And I so one of the guys I studied under, Stephen Dixon, is the most prolific published writer in the history of the world, more, and more published stuff ever. And if you ask him how he does it, he says, look, man, I edit a page a day and I write a page a day. And if you do that every day, you know, in 365 days, you have a book, right? That's a book, it's easy. And he said, the funniest thing is, I train myself to write that page in 20 minutes. Now that's a very advanced thing and it's very hard to learn to do, but you can actually, like you can start compressing that stuff. So the first time you're practicing to write a page, it's gonna take two hours, but you, as your focus gets better and focus, you start to shrink it. You have to, so you have to pick smaller periods to focus. If I can't focus for 90 to 100 minutes at a time, okay, I'm gonna start out like seven minutes of focus concentration on the thing that matters the most to me, the thing that generates flow. You wanna train focus with something that you love to do, right? So there's the motivation is there. You always want to stack motivations if you can. It's much easier to pay attention to those things, right? Same reason that passion matters. Passion only matters because we pay more attention to those things we believe in. Passion helps us train focus. It does it for us, right? That's the point. It's a motivation hack in a sense. All these kinds of exercises stack up. And then where it gets really interesting is if you want really big kind of creative periods, right? You want that kind of flow. It actually goes from 120 minutes up to four hours. So you're going to need to double it again. And you're probably going to want to do that a couple of times a week. And the reason is give another writing example for me. One of the reasons I get up so early in the morning and get up at 4 a.m. is the world doesn't wake up until 6, 6.37. 
So there, it's non-time, it's dark outside, there's nobody's trying to get my attention at all. I turn all, you know, any way you can get a hold of me gets turned off and I, I do my writing then. And, and the reason is when it's non-time, right? I don't feel like I'm stealing from my day. I sort of feel like I'm stealing from the night that doesn't, you know, if I need to spend two hours tinkering with five words, because sometimes that's what happens in a book. And it's hard to give yourself that much permission to take two hours to play with five words, right? Like I'm writing a 70,000 word book. I'm on deadline, you know, I'm going to take two hours to play with five words. So you have to, not only do you have to train up the focus, you have to train up your life. You have to take that time back from your life um, if you can. And I think this, you know, the more advanced version is you learn to, this is, we've been talking about how do you focus on one singular task, right? But if you want to stretch it out over a day or so, you have to learn how do you, how do you maintain that focus and transition to the next thing? What are the, one of the things you see with, especially with successful people, is they're really good at focusing on the thing it is that they do, right? Where they get screwed up is when they're transitioning from the thing that I do to the next thing that I do, right? And that's when you check your Facebook. That's when you check your email. That's when you make phone calls. And the difficulty with all that stuff is there's emotion involved. Once emotion gets involved, it's taking energy from the system. If you get a Facebook, you know, somebody emails you, just contacts you on Facebook and says, hey, I, for the thing, I'm gonna need a headshot or I'm gonna need a paragraph or whatever. Suddenly they've taken a little bit of your time, they've taken a little bit of your emotion and the brain has a fixed energy budget. So if you have an emotional reaction, it's gonna take energy from focus. Mm -hmm. So you want to mine those transitions, right? You, the goal is figure out how many things you can do in your average day. For me, it's eight, right? My first task is write my book and that usually is a four hour chunk. And then I've got, you know, another six, seven hours that I'll work and I can usually do about seven more tasks. That's just me. Everybody should figure out what their number is. But the goal over time is how do you go from task one to task two without coming out of that flow state, right? So you can keep that super focus. And so you have to transition directly if you can, like know that the place you're going to screw up is in the gap in the transitions. You just automatically train yourself to be able to focus long enough to go from one thing to another. If that doesn't work, if that's hard, what I always recommend is using some heavy short breath work to reset the system. Instead of trying to downregulate your nervous system and calm down and you know, relax for a second by checking your Facebook or your email, doing something where people are going to start asking for things that's going to claim your time and your focus and your energy. I'll sit down and I like to do like a minute of breath of fire or Wim Hof breathing really fast inhales, right? Because it just cleans the whole system out really quickly. There's no way but to concentrate on it, right? You can't think of anything else. Um, and I follow that usually with three minutes of box breathing and I do it 10 second sides up to 12 second sides around the box. It's just like a four minute breath protocol, but it allows me to kind of refresh the system without losing my focus. So I'll go, right, if I'm, if I'm, for example, if I have a bad writing session and I come out on the end and I'm emotionally not exactly where I wanna to be to go into like whatever it is that I'm doing next, this four minute protocol works really well to kind of reset my nervous system and allow me to keep focus so I can transition from one thing to the, the next over time. Because a lot of people, it takes anywhere from five to upwards of, what, 20 minutes or so to regain Yeah, focus. this one might have been a Microsoft study. It was coders in flow, right? They found that coders in flow, once they get bounced out of flow, it takes 15 minutes minimum to get back if they can get back at all. Now, is that true for 
writers and architects mm. and dancers like don't know it might be you right. know it might be different it might be you have something to do with how coders train their brain to pay attention there's unanswered questions all over the point but your point is right yes once you get knocked out it takes a while to get back in mm. if you can get there at all if you've enjoyed this episode I, and i hope you have then stay tuned for more with stephen codler including how to hack your creativity this is going to be a big one we're going to cover that in a future episode and you can connect with Stephen at stephencotler.com. And as always, post your questions, your big aha takeaways, screenshots of this show on social media, and tag us both so I could properly thank you. Now, if you'd like to go really deep in this area of focus states, then I invite you to join our Quick Focus Blueprint program. It's all about how to triple your concentration, your focus, so you can improve your levels of influence, your level of income, your level of impact. This is really about boosting your productivity and performance. And listeners to our show get a very special rate. You could go to quickbrain.com forward slash focus. That's K-W-I-K brain.com forward slash focus. And I invite you to join our community. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.